people expect that you'll be asking, okay, so um, what do you like, blue or yellow? And I say blue. And I say, okay. <laughs> I'll go back again and say, so do you like or do you like beans? So I think as Christians, like, so we need to really improve a lot of things. You know, to bring it serious. You know, is, is this idea of people saying that, yeah, I know there are people who are really hypocrites, but if you really have, if you communicate well, you will know that this, mm. even if this person doesn't spell it out exactly, but you could know the kind of person this person is. Mm. Because we reflect, you can even ask random questions. Something that I tell people that see, something just build up, you just build up scenarios. It's not like you're trying to tell lies, but you just want to make, just want to know how does this person think? Okay, just ask the person. And the truth is that if, if people can't even really communicate over the phone and stuff, even when they see physically, they won't be able to communicate. So you might not even be able to know much. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Favor, do you want to say something? No, no, no. Okay. So yeah. I'll direct the next question to Favor. So should courtship period be elongated for those that were match made? I think it depends on the individuals. Sometimes okay. uh, some people take a week to know each other. And the next one, they get married. Today is a very beautiful day. We are beginning our Singles Corner today, the long-awaited series. <laughs> and on today's episode, the first, we're taking matchmaking. I know a lot of us do this. We hook people up, we link people, we do a whole lot of things. Oh, meet my sister, meet my cousin, meet my friend. I want you to meet somebody, you know. <laughs> Especially those that you feel that you're already getting old and then I'll be like, okay, what do you feel about this person? Let me give you this person's number. I've done that a couple of times too, and I know you you all are in my in my team or on my team. Okay, so with me today, we have two two men that will be viewing this topic through the Isaac Spectacle and we have two ladies that will be viewing it using the Root Spectacle. Okay, on Isaac Spectacle, we have Toluwa Shea and we have Steven. Then using the Root Spectacle today, we have Favor. Favor is a podcaster like me. She's the host of Talk It Podcast. Then we have Vivian. Don't worry, they always still introduce themselves on the, on the episode. So just sit back, relax, and listen. May you be blessed. I'll be right beside you in anything that you do. If you ever need saving, I will be running to you, running, running, running to you. You're welcome again to another episode and there to the one podcast. And today we are having a special series that our single series with the team Isaac Spectacle versus Root Spectacle. So putting on the Isaac Spectacle this afternoon is Tolu Walashe and Steven. I'm putting on the Root Spectacle this afternoon are Vivian and Favor. Our guest, you just introduce yourself briefly. You tell us your name what you do and your relationship status let's start with <laughs> lady right <laughs> okay ladies first my name is Ibe Vivian Duche although my friends call me Vivian preferably I'm a lecturer so relationship status you know there might be people out there eyeing you so let's know now I'm single oh, <laughs> the glory of the lord hallelujah well, I'm Unima Favor. I'm still a student, student of Unilag, and I'm a podcaster, the host of the Talks Be Podcast. Give it to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm single. Okay, Tolu Walasha, let's have you. All right, my name is 
um, Banso Adioluwa Toluashe. I work as a customer care representative at Awakening Talik. I'm single. Good evening, everybody. I'm Steven Alabi, also called Standout. I work as a medical laboratory scientist, and I'm single. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, today we are discussing um, matchmaking. So the first question is going to everybody. This time around, the guys are going to start. What do you think about matchmaking? And what's the likelihood that it can actually result into marriage? So who is going first? Tolu, let's have you first. All right. Um, my, view, my view concerning matchmaking is, I just want to be very objective. Okay. And the thing is, we from the Bible, from the Bible, let's start with that. The, the similar, let me say the most similar experience we have was the Isaac and Abraham scenario when Abraham prayed for his servant to go and look for a wife for his son. Isaac. To us, we may think it's matchmaking, but I, I personally feel that there is an influence that goes with him in going to choose a wife for his master's son. Okay. So now, in, in this contemporary world, if we want to say what matchmaking is, it's just like we are going to a grocery store to go and buy something and pick something without having an insight on what to actually get now. Okay. Because if, as, as, as old as I am, I can't allow, personally, that's my view, I wouldn't appreciate you a, a man or my own father because because you can say hello tolu i have a wife for you i have a girl for you and <laughs> you know you no know, this though this this world currently does not accept that fine but we should have to be very objective because if we if we think it is not going to the, to the way to this trend fine it is not going with the trend of this world but at the same time we have to see what they are saying now what we that we are choosing normally how do we choose what are the motives what are the things that goes behind we our choices and if our parents are choosing for us, if someone else is choosing for us or matchmaking for us, what is their motive? But because personally, I I feel the motive behind all those things matter more than actually the action. So I feel mm -hmm. I feel talk more when when the conversation goes on. I think that's the that's the most important part. I love that motive is a very important thing to consider when people are trying to matchmake you. At least while growing up, I remember an instance. You know, when my brother's friends come around, they be like, "You're a very funny sister. Give us a number now." But behind the scenes, there's usually a deal between both yeah. of them. Like, oh, they, they, they actually want to do something, like yes, they want to have... So, maybe money... Yeah, then do I'm very sure they make funny bits. Okay, uh, matchmaking, matchmaking. In two English uh, words coming together. Let's say matchmaking is the idea of bringing two people together. Maybe back in the days, traditionally, it used to be for the purpose of uh, marriage. But in recent times, it could just be uh, on the basis of, let's say, okay, friendship, it could be business-wise, it could be, it's cut across various reasons, like um, brother actually said. The people match make these days for different reasons, you understand, but then it used to be basically for marriage. So the idea of matchmaking is just bringing, uh, standing as an inter intermediary between two persons, getting them together, and uh, maybe at that point, you step out and they, they continue the whole process depending on what the objectives will be that's the best uh, stuff i want to say okay thank you very much okay vivian let's have your own idea about what matchmaking is and if it can actually result into marriage okay just like steven said idea of matchmaking or what i understand by matchmaking is you know bringing two people together or let's say arranging let's put the word arranging you know for marriage or a love relationship between. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. 
people. Now, the if matchmaking is going to result into marriage, I think that there is a likelihood that it could result into marriage and even a beautiful marriage. Now, the just like um, Stephen said, yeah, just trying to quote him, probably in ancient times, you know, that was what was invoked then. But I would think that more of what happened then was an arranged marriage, so to speak. Now, what point the difference between the arranged marriage and the matchmaking? Okay. Now, when you come to an arranged marriage, it's more like you are enforcing this on the two people, on the two persons, or let's say on a particular person. Now, we could see all of all those African magic things where uh, maybe the wealthy man, uh, what do you call it, maybe a king wants to ensure or, or is enforcing his daughter or his son, you know, either way to get married to his his um, his maybe his counterpart or something. But in the case of like matchmaking, now you're just seeing it as, oh, I feel these two people are going to be good and I just want to link them up, okay? okay. So it's not expected that you're forcing it on them. You know, when you see arranged marriage, like everything is already set. You only need to just come and marry this other person. And in that instance, I don't even think that you will have a beautiful marriage. But in the case of matchmaking, I think there's a likelihood that it could result in a beautiful marriage. But maybe as we progress, we would elaborate on that. Okay, thank you very much. Sivo? Yeah, so I feel matchmaking is as Vivian said, arranging of marriages, um, initiating romantic relationship between others, and matchmaking. The percentage of it working is 50-50. In matchmaking, mm -hmm. we have their choices. You could say, okay, um, when you are being matchmaked, you could say, okay, I agree with this person's values. Okay, let's try it out. And you can say, no, I don't want this person. In the olden days, we have when people are betrothed, when before they are giving birth to the females, they are being given to one rich man and they don't have any choice but to marry the person. But matchmaking, there are choices you can make and you can say yes, you can say no, depending on what you want. So that's what I understand yeah. the matchmaking. Okay, thank you. So I've been able to pick one or two things from what everybody has said. So I'll just ask you guys questions according to what you've explained. So mm -hmm. I'll go to, let me go to Steven first of all. Steven, you know you talked about, um, you've told us what matchmaking is. So I want to ask, what's the extent to which matchmakers should go when they, you know, when they go through that process, when they bring those two people? So what extent should they actually go with them, with the new people okay uh thank you thank you for that i think uh, i would like to be very practical about that using my own personal experience i remember uh, maybe a couple of times like three times my dad would just be like if the last time i went home he was like hey but what's up oh, there's this girl there's this girl i need you to to just see the girl is this she's that she's that you guys can you understand i'll be like that i'll beg i beg i beg i beg i'm not just interested no that's not the thing now Let's just see how boy can still. And at the point, I remember he gave me a contact, like he shared the contact with me on WhatsApp, like I should call the contact. So when at some point, when I realized I didn't turn up, like I didn't follow up on uh, those contacts, uh, I, I guess he just he relaxed and he just had to be like, okay, fine, whenever you are ready, whenever you just let us know. So uh, being a matchmaker, you have to, there, there, there are, a guidelines, as in there's a point whereby you have to step out of the whole thing and let the party in, in, be involved in, in the whole thing themselves. Just like Vivian stated earlier, there's even between arranging a match, matchmaking. Matchmaker should, okay, a very simple scenario. Hey, there's this girl I want you to meet. Meet this girl. Okay, fine. You introduce each other to, to themselves and 
they start talking, they continue the conversation from there, at least in this era. But back then, our parents, our uh, older parents in previous uh, decades ago, they used to uh, believe that they are matchmaking. Meanwhile, they are actually arranging marriages. Okay, thank you very much. The next one is going to Vivian. Vivian, you mentioned that a match-made relationship can actually result into a happy marriage. Can you yeah. give us some factors that can make that happen? Okay. Now, um, Stephen already pointed out that, you know, a, a matchmaker, you know, introduces these two parties and then they get to know each other. Now, but before I go to that, I don't think there is any particular way as to how you're supposed to find your spouse. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, the way I'm supposed to find my spouse is that I'll just be walking, I'll just be walking, you know, and then I will just move. No, even the Bible doesn't state a particular way as to, okay, this is how you're, you're supposed to find your spouse, okay? It's different for everybody. But the most important thing is that you understand the basics. Like You understand the, the, the what do you call it, that the key things to what I'm actually looking out for in my partner or in my spouse or getting a spouse, sort of. Now, when when you matchmake people, if, if it's coming from a good motive, just as um, Tolu said, you know, he said one of the, the most important thing is that it's from like the, your motive is right. Your motive is good. Uh, if if it's for people who have good motives and then these are people like when you're matchmaking people, one of the things you put into consideration is that are these people, are they do they actually have similar values? Now, you, you can't expect that. Sorry, I have to use this instance, but then <clears throat> someone that is all maybe a club-like kind of person, you know, the, I don't know, kind of a wayward kind of person. And then you want to match, make the person with someone who is like overly spiritual. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? It wouldn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, sure. and, then, and then in that kind of situation, of course, it's not going to lead anywhere. But let's say, for instance, um, you are my friend and you know the kind of things and come think of it if 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 you're a kind of let, let's say we are friends of course we are going to be having similar values for us even being friendship is assumed that we share similar values we share similar ideologies so mm-hmm. apparently the kind of friends you also have like on your own end will be similar to my kind of or my personality will be alike so if you're going to be matching me with somebody is assumed that oh yes i think i've, I've understood vivian and then this kind, this kind of person will work for Vivian. That's just it. So let's be between married is that you, 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 you get to meet people meet, but then they build their friendship. And it's the friendship and the love that results into beautiful marriage. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Okay, um, Tolu, you know you talked about motives. So let's take yeah. for instance, two parents that are friends and they have maybe kids of opposite gender. And you know these parents mm. now they used they used to desire that their friendship will continue in their children. So in an aim mm. to fulfill that, they want their maybe their kids, their children to get married to each other. So let's assume they've match meet them and then they saw that I mean this thing is not working, we can't end up together. But they're not mm. being forced or coerced by their parents to get married. Mm. So what do you think they can do? I know that as Christians, parental endorsement 
or agreement is very important in marriage. You can't elope with your fiance or your fiance. You have to still get your parents' um, blessings. So what do you think those people can do? All right. The, the fact that uh, the, the motive is important also does not change the fact that we have to identify who the people in the context are. They are supposed to be the, the parents of both the bride and the potential groom. Who they are? Are they Christians? What are their values? What did they hold with ISM? Because it, it, they may just think, for example, now, parents, apart from friendship, some parents will just want to maybe expand their business, maybe they are two rich families and they want to just connect, get that kind of thing. And those kind of things, you can't expect those kind of attitudes, those kind of actions to be among. Personally, I don't feel a Christian, a Christian parent should, would do that. So if if those parents are not saved, they are not Christian, then and and the children themselves are not saved, are not Christian. So it's very very difficult to give a, a specific advice for that kind of for that kind of group of people. However, mm-hmm. if either of them, if one of them, or if the the children are saved, or if children are, are Christians, and the parents are, are not, or the other way around, there are ways in which we can just address them. They can just have. The parents can possibly have someone who they respect, maybe a father figure for the, to the parents or someone who they, they, they see as someone that, that can talk to, to talk to them mm-hmm. and speak to them about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I, I, because me, I'm just an objective person. I, I, I want to see, let us just remove the fact that most parents want to uh, enlarge their business, want to continue friendship. Let's see that some parents, while they are sitting, they can see from afar. They, can, they have the mm-hmm. ability to identify the character of someone just by seeing the person just sitting down they can understand the nature of a lady just by talking mm-hmm. and if if they can assess that thing from afar and they feel that this kind of lady or this kind of person is okay should be okay for my for my child I personally believe that the, the child in question should be should have an open heart if he wants to get married or something. To have an open heart to at least see what my parents is seeing in this kind of person. Let me know what they are seeing. Let me identify what they are seeing at that point in time, and mm-hmm. see if it's something I can work with. Mm-hmm. However, if those things are not something you can work with, the person can work with, then you should just find a way of addressing the situation maturely, not something mm-hmm. that you have to fight over and everything. There are things, there are ways in which. I don't know the perfect scenario to address it, but there are many ways in which you can address it. And that's one of the reasons why you have to identify the mentors of your parents or identify your own mentor that can help you speak to them and find a way of addressing the issue. However, the parents themselves, they, they have something they are saying. So I, I, I want us to be very objective and see sometimes what they are saying. I, I think that's okay for my side. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I'll just want okay. to listen. Now, okay. I think in the aspect of marriage and then, you know, our parents suggesting and all of that. Now, to think that, I feel this, I know the, we have all have this um, this ideology about, you know, parental blessings. I'm not, I'm not of the opinion that we should disobey our parents, right? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think that mm. when it comes to making choices, like choices, you don't impose your choice on some other persons. Even God wouldn't mm. do that. God gives mm. us the He He allows us to have choices. A free will, yes. Even though He's going to tell you mm. like my child, I don't think this is the right thing. But then He doesn't He doesn't force you to do that. So even if to be honest mm. there, whether or not like blessings are there, to be very honest. And if, if your parents <laughs> are going to be 
imposing you. You can't go against your will because you want to please somebody else. No, it's not even right because you will end mm. up not forgiving yourself for life. And you will not say, I don't want to do it with my parents. And then meanwhile, you live in hatred and anger for the rest of your life. Is is that one now? Is it not? Is it not? Is it not? Mm. It yes. It was. <laughs> Mm. So I think mm. that but yeah, to our parents, right? I I yeah yeah just like Tony said, fine though they can you know suggest and then you look out, but then I think if it is not your choice, I I don't feel you should go against your view because actually what your choice matters a lot and mm. you can go for it. For me, that's that's all I go for really. Okay, thank you, Fabo. Mm. You wanted to say something. Yes, there. I think there are things, there are ways you can go about these things. I was watching this film two weeks in Lagos, and this particular scenario Tolu was talking about happened. The the boy's family didn't like the girl. The girl's family didn't like the boy, but they were good Christians. And what did they do? <laughs> they had to pray, and they had to fast. They had to pray. Yeah. They kidnapped the girl. You know, they were still praying and all. But the boy had to had to had to. He, he created scenarios whereby the mom could see that there is a reason why you should marry this girl. And in the end, the mother later agreed to the marriage. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a, there's a way you can do it. You can make them know why they should accept this particular person. Either in prayers, calling people to help you talk to them, give them space to think about it. Having, you should have done your research about this person first. Then you know that, okay, the coast is clear. Yeah. then why are these people not accepting this person like in nigeria it's mostly because of the tribes maybe the yoruba mm-hmm. mother doesn't want an Igbo exactly. mother um yeah. daughter-in-law or the rest of the rest of something like that mm-hmm. but there are ways you can go about these things yeah. Oh, yeah thank you very much so the next question is going to favor favor i'd like okay. to ask you can christians practice matchmaking it's yes it's a two-way thing okay. um when you say matchmaking, it looks as if you're helping you're helping God um, do his work. That's how people see matchmaking. Now, the second angle is, yes, God can use somebody to help you bring your spouse together. If you look at the Abraham servants, Abraham told the servants to go and look for a wife for Isaac. And mm-hmm. he did. And the things you have to do, there are factors you have to consider. First of all, you have to be clear on your assignments. If you're the matchmaker... Why am I matchmaking these two people? Yeah. Do you understand? That the second one is, when I'm bringing this person for this person, I have to go to the right places. Like Vivian said, you cannot bring somebody that is spirit, spirit cocoa and bring somebody that is in the club for that person. They don't match. Yeah. You've not found the particular person for this person. Now, you also have to pray for guidance. The servant prayed. Because when you're pairing people together, it's a very serious matter. You have to seek God's will. Mm-hmm. Now, consider important qualities. This person, okay, this is my friend. He has these particular plans. Okay, I have to look for a woman that is that sees these plans as he does. They have the, they must have the same goal. You can't bring a cockroach and be pairing the cockroach with an elephant. It doesn't work that way. So they must have the same qualities, equal or similar qualities. And as the matchmaker, you don't have to push mm-hmm. the issue. You've done your part. Leave the both of them to decide. Can they work together? Don't stress anything. Now, when Abraham's servant saw Rebecca, he didn't stress the issue. He gave her time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Now, you as the person that, okay, they're trying to matchmake, you have your own 
part to do the matchmaker has done his or her part so as this person you see this other person can i be able to deal with this person do you you know when sometimes appearing to say that we grow we grow to love people i don't know mm-hmm. if that still works but no, in matchmaking no. yes so <laughs> in matchmaking when you see this person because i actually wonder when they matchmake people this is that you love the person immediately or the time <laughs> the time frame they'll give you i don't know how it still works so i don't know how it still works but i think that's where friendship comes in Yeah. yeah. So it starts. So it starts from friends first. Okay. Yeah. Okay, see. Then yeah. So so I think that's how it's supposed to be. Then um, look at this person. Okay. This is this person on the same page with me. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Maybe I'm here and this person is here. Do I think that I can see a future with this person? If yes, and everything is right, your your parents are okay, and then you're good to go. And that's where it leads to a beautiful marriage, as Vivian said. So the matchmaker has done his part. The person that's supposed to be matchmaker has done his or her part. So it's equal. It's okay. Okay. Thank you very much. So Tolu, I will be asking you this question. What should be a turn off for a Christian in a matchmade relationship? So that's like the red flags for a Christian. Not everybody now a good Christian, a genuine born again Christian. All right. All right. Uh, I think I read the post uh, from uh, on Alison Yasin to. Uh, Facebook page. I don't know if anybody follows that man. Oh. Um, yeah, he said that if if you are going on a date with a lady, the first thing you should ask is, "Are you born again?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was it was very funny. And you know, when you go on a date, you ask very funny questions like, "What what are your likes? What do you like? What are your favorite?" All those ridiculous questions. But mm-hmm. I, I personally believe that when a person, as a Christian, that thing is in quote. As a Christian, if you actually love God, then your your potential uh, partner should be someone who loves God too. It should mm-hmm. be like the very first thing. It's like the not in fact all those all those. Uh, you know, the thing is, it is very easy for all those excesses to be cut off if a, a believer, if there's a believer at first, if someone is born again. Others of maybe some abyss that some somehow if a Christian is actually born again if there's someone who's born again then all those things that we think they are they are i don't like this thing you can actually talk to them about it and you can find it very easy to change so the the, the best red flag is am i speaking with someone who is born again that's the first mm-hmm. thing then secondly mm-hmm. you have to identify if this person's view this person's view of life mm-hmm. uh, appeals to me I have a friend. He, he works in Lagos, and he was speaking with a lady. They are just they are being cool as friends, and she was like, um, she she doesn't like to do things. She doesn't like to. She prays maybe once a week. She don't. She doesn't want a mother-in-law to to always visit or to be you know that kind of those mindset. <laughs> so just speaking with the lady, she he oh, sorry he. That's a red flag on his own part because those those are things that he holds very precious to him. On the other hand, mm-hmm. another guy can hear those things and like it. You, you get yes because mm-hmm. he, that is, because what I I like may not be what the other person like. So that that's what we have to know what the 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 older thing we must have to know. There must be clarity of purpose also. We must know if this what this person likes what I like. What are the clarity of purpose? What are the things that they are pursuing? Hope this person is, is someone because Pastor Lawrence will always say that hope the person has sense. <laughs> if the person <laughs> absent, <laughs> so it's, it, it is very important because it's not about 
is the beauty. It's not about the speaking in tongues. Forget speaking in tongues. That mm. one is also mm. just it's, yeah. it's, it's little. It's mm. about how the person views life. Or how mm. what are the things because character hair. Mm. You, if you're someone who earns who earns more and you spend like an idiot, you you earn like you earn hundred k and you spend like eight thousand in flexing. It's not from, those are those are red flags already. So mm-hmm. red flags are there are some basic red flags and there are specific red flags. There are things that you should not even consider if you don't like. And there are some red mm-hmm. flags that are basic based on what the description says. I think that's all. Thank you very much. So Stephen, you know we've talked about friendship. We've mentioned we've stated the importance of friendship for matchmakers. So how can friendship be built, especially if there is physical barrier between both of them? There's as probably ladies in Nigeria and the guys in maybe Canada. Okay. Uh, okay, we've agreed that the matchmaker has maybe probably done the job of connecting the two of them together. They are <clears throat> in each other. So from there, they they should tend to get to know each other better. They should uh, get to know the likes and dislikes and much of these things that we've been. Uh, elaborating on getting to know if they are of like minds, if values are aligned, if the qualities are on the same page and all, and all of that. Then, through the process of getting to do all that, friendship is developed, you understand? They get to know, okay, what kind of joke can this person hmm. tolerate? What kind of, what kind of play can I you understand? Is this, is, this, is this somebody so uh, egocentric? Is this somebody so humble, so uh, interesting and all? What are the likes? What are those things this person likes to do for fun? So throughout this process, they are now uh, grooming friendship. Mm. They are getting each other better and friendship keeps uh, increasing. You understand? Then over the distance, thank God now that uh, the world is a very small world with the help of uh, social media and uh, devices like, uh, like this. You can mm-hmm. be at distance and it feels like you are so close to each other. So, so but we have all that. You can over the internet with WhatsApp, with uh, Instagram, different devices, different devices like that. You can stay connected with each other. In fact, mm-hmm. you can follow up each other's schedule from time to time. You understand? So mm-hmm. distance is not really an excuse. The only thing that is that will be missing is that physical availability. We might not be physically present to maybe go places together to, but over the phone, over the media, in conversations, you understand, in chats, in the uh, uh, post, you can get to know the person's opinion and it might really feel like the person is around you. So distance is not so much of an excuse these days. Okay. And if you get to the point that we need to see, uh, the flights, you can always uh, make arrangements for uh, fly down to the... <laughs> Who will pay? Who will pay? What is that? Who the matchmaker? Can I come in, please? Can I come in? Please, come in. You know, the, the, the issue of distance, eh, the, the issue of distance, I, I personally feel that it, it is very complicated. We don't just have to assume that hey, if, if it's okay for you, personally, Stephen, then, then no problem. But we have to let us just see a wider scope of people. We have different people and the way they can see life and see... Because it's not even... It's even to, to Christians. It's not even all Christians that can even cope with that. It's not mm-hmm. all believers that can even cope with the distance. 
because there must be a level of trust. I believe that because it reduces the chance of um, maybe committing fornication. Yes, it, it is, yes, it is better with believer, fine. It is better with believer, good. But it doesn't necessarily mean it is okay for believers. Let, let me let me put it this way because so, so in some relationship, where, uh, or let me say courtship, let me put it to courtship now, there must be a, a level of the, the way you monitor growth, you monitor what this person has achieved, you monitor a certain, how would I put it? Just the life of the person generally, there's a way you monitor it, and you can't just monitor it from afar. For example, now, my, 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 let me give my story my dad and my mom. Well, they married, I think, around 30 years ago when they, get, when they got married, and it was, they said they used to write a letter then, far from like very far distance. They used to write letters to each other, and once in a while, maybe once in a year before my dad goes to visit, and the letter got married. That kind of thing. And he, on the other hand, he has a friend that, does, that is, is, is a non believer and wants to try the same, but was unable to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, so it is, in the real sense, it is not about the, the believer or not believer, it's about who the person is in the real sense, not, mm-hmm. it's about individual differences. Like, That's well, what I just want to put. Mm. Yes, yes. That's what I just want to point out. Okay, does anybody want to contribute again? Vivian, Favor? Wait, like to this question? Yes, yeah, to this question. You want to say something to this question? I, I, yeah. I think, okay, Steven. Okay, Steven, okay, oh yeah, now. Steven, yeah. continue. Uh, with the kind of, let's get something right first. Courtship uh, dating. Although recently it has been abused. Yeah, yeah. Young, are not meant to see each other often when you are cutting or when you are dating you understand it's just uh it's just majorly at a distance then if you get to meet you go out public places and or you you i'm thinking i'm talking about uh, a kind of the real the the real uh, christian kind of dating mm. you yeah know? yeah yeah don't need any privacy do you understand mm. you don't don't need to be behind closed doors. You don't. You need to. So that kind of meeting is not. Is not really what you have to look out for every day. Maybe once in a blue moon, and that moment to be precious to you. That's how it used to be. Then our parents would uh, maybe they'll look for one place <laughs> to plant, or maybe moon moon moonlight. You understand? <laughs> so, is that a tree? The, the man who start telling the woman. Uh, all those kind of lost us and all. Do you get? So then, when distance, when we want to really practice uh, the Christian kind of uh, dating, distance will not, because um, trust will be there. You understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that we have the media, we can pray over the phone. We can share mm-hmm. uh, us together. We can mm-hmm. we can do lots of things together, even without getting to see each other. We can have a very good working. Uh, relationship at distance, you understand? Mm-hmm. As Christians, we want to really be uh, be on that line that our parents uh, followed. That's mm-hmm. what I feel. And okay, just to add to what Stephen said and what every other person has, you know, said. See, when it comes to this aspect of building friendship and you know, as when it comes to long distance relationship and all of that, I'll get it to meet people. I think that one problem that most people have. Or let's even put it that let's even streamline it to most Christians have is that sometimes you don't even ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Yeah. So people wait for when okay, 
to be honest, I've of course I've been in a situation where someone has tried to match me with somebody else. A very good friend of mine said, Oh Vivian, I, I just think that I there's this guy that he you guys will be cool and everything. And then of course we got talking, but I don't ex see I've never seen this person before. I have even till date, but wow. we are that close. Like we are very close. Like even though yeah, it didn't lead to anything, but we are that close to a point that I could see him and I'm like, ah, guy, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. I think it matters in the way we, you know, our communication styles. Mm-hmm. Fine. People expect that you will be asking, okay, so um, what do you like, blue or yellow? And I say blue. And I say, <laughs> I'll go back again. Say, so do you like or do you like beans? So I think as Christians, like, so we need to really improve a lot of things. You know, to bring in scenarios. You know, is this idea of people saying that, yeah, I know there are people who are really hypocrites, but if you really have, if you communicate well, you will know that this, mm. even if this person doesn't spell it out exactly, but you could know the kind of person this person is. Mm. Because you reflect, you can even ask random questions. Something that I tell people that see, something just build up, you just build up scenarios. It's not like you're trying to tell lies, but you just want to make, just want to know how does this person think? Okay, mm. just ask the person. Mm. And the truth is that if, if people can't even really communicate over the phone and stuff, even when they see physically, they won't be able to communicate. So you might not even be able to do much. Mm-hmm. That's Thank the truth. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Favor, do you want to say something? No, no, no. Okay. So yeah. I'll direct the next question to Favor. So should courtship period be elongated for those that were match made? I think it depends on the individuals. Sometimes okay. uh, some people take a week to know each other. At the next month, they get married. Mm. Wow. Sometimes, some people, one year, two years, some people hear of 10 years, mm. and they get married. So it just depends on the individuals. How well have you known this person? Do you mm. do you think you can cope with this person? It depends on coping. There's some people that you will talk, talk, we don't put them under the same roof. I kid you not. They want to divorce after six months. They can't yeah. even cope with each. They can't cope with each other. So it depends. Some people one week. Some people six months. Some people one year. So it just depends on the individual. So everything still bounces back to friendship building. Yes. Yes. Okay. So oh, does. Oh, this person. Okay. You want to say something, Stephen? Let's. Uh, it's just a question actually that that keeps coming to my head. What's the ideal uh, duration for? For cut back, is there is there any is there any basis is there any uh, criteria is there any landmark that will help you judge that okay this relationship relationship is extend beyond this if a relationship is is maybe extending beyond this period or it's not to the period then and the hope of marriage coming out is not there you know is there any time frame for a relationship? Just for those two. There's, I don't think, I don't think there's any time frame. But see, as a lady, if 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 you're in a relationship for like eight years, ten years, you say, what are you looking for in the relationship? <laughs> not the thing. It is, you should. Uh, you, 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 you're supposed to know that, like. But we see fifteen years, and they ended up, they ended up. Ah, uh, that one, uh, see, yeah, that one, it depends on maybe. Now they've been dating since they're they are not street, not street class. Ah, 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 whether one is matchmate or was not matchmate, it's assumed that these guys are starting, you know, 
like they're just getting to know themselves so, mm-hmm. how far they the only thing is what our advice is that you know you don't you don't you don't get convinced because of what the matchmaker has told you get mm-hmm. to know for yourself which mm-hmm. is very important and now dating whether it's for a long time and every the point is that at every point what i want to spend 20 years i want to spend 25 years dating or cutting <laughs> <laughs> at every point you have to make sure that you people still have common goals mm-hmm. and you guys do the same thing Mm-hmm. So, so that's the thing that it's not like if, if you date for eight years actually there are people maybe both of them I said that we don't want to get married yet because I mean we don't have money for the kind of wedding mm-hmm. we want to have we don't have money for mm-hmm. the kind of family so but the truth is that both of us are we still speaking the same language mm-hmm. uh, people grow you know, people grow into maybe uh, new realities you know new convictions are we still mm-hmm. in the same and are we still on that same pace and if you guys are mm-hmm. both you can take as long as you want it's your business <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you very much now this is the last question i can I, I want to say that i'm really enjoying the vibes you guys are giving me god bless you so does it encourage um irresponsibility on behalf of those that uh that were match made you know by the time problems start um, arising, you can be like, ah, even though because of this or so person that linked me up with you, or so, so you're the one that caused this, so this and that. Hmm. So who is going first? Okay, let me go by saying that, see, uh, we've talked about the fact that the matchmaker has done his or her part. You know, Favor mm-hmm. said, don't push the issue, right? You don't push, mm-hmm. you don't push, you just brought them together and like, I think it's good for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave you guys to this. So, it doesn't, um, I don't think, if if both of you have got to know each other, you know, build your friendship, you know, develop the love and, mm-hmm. you know, the happiness you guys want and everything. Even if there's an issue, I don't think it's going to boil down to referring back to your matchmaker. Yeah. I don't think there's anything about being irresponsible there. If someone mm-hmm. feels that you're good for this person, fine and cool. Like I said earlier, there's no benchmark there's no stand there's no protocol i have to talk like that there's no standard protocol or procedure <laughs> to how you're supposed to find your spouse mm-hmm. so anyhow it is the only thing is that whatever it is ensure that you already you know you know what you want you know mm-hmm. you know practical principle to what marriage is supposed to be and then you're mm-hmm. working on that so however or However, you meet you. I, I remember some people they'll be like, No, I can't. Well, I used to be like that. I'd just be like, How would I even meet somebody? Let's say you meet somebody in a, in a bus, and like, How do people go from bus to you know if you're a christian you just have to be in the church setting you know where you're lifting your hands in holy worship and then your brother <laughs> sees you no but i don't think is that that that's the you know that the only thing is that of course you know even when um, um favor was talking about i said he has to be in the right place you know he has to be in a place that is it doesn't have to be a church uh, specifically i mean mm. people much many people as colleagues now in their workplaces mm-hmm. you understand so what yeah. the, the thing is that yeah you meet these people that they have similar values and then um, mm-hmm. together but for me there's no response it doesn't show that either partners are irresponsible and mm-hmm. then i don't think it boils down to blaming the person maybe when it comes to blaming the person is where we now 
when we, so we refer to being like the arranged marriage thing because mm-hmm. we have to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I have choices. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, I just remember this one. Why Stevie and I were chatting in the morning, in the afternoon, he said something. He said Adam and Eve that <laughs> they were also motivated. I don't think I don't think they were much make though because I see that God brought Eve out of the ribs of Adam. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? If if Eve was not supposed to be the helpmate for Adam, God would have created Eve out of Adam. So I don't. So I don't think they were much big. I think it was purpose. Wait, wait. Let, 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 me, let me support something here. Let me support something here. So what is actually matchmaking? What is matchmaking? They are probably supposed to align, right? And mm-hmm. the, the lady or the guy is supposed to help themselves. If that's what Eve is doing, can why can't they call it matchmaking? Yes, now. Hmm. Hey, so you're supporting Steven's body? <laughs> no, no. I, I have. I'm saying this with what he said because. Because what matchmaking is actually is the the alignment of values, of purpose, of views, and everything. Mm. If that's what it is anyway, if that's mm. what it is anyway, because it, it, the, what people are practicing is not necessarily matchmaking. So that's why some, most people have different views from it. But if that is what it is actually, then that that is what Adam and Eve practice. So that's what God did for Adam and Eve. That's what I would have said anyway. Hmm. God, God, well. God could have created Jennifer, but God created Jennifer. Perfect. Sorry, the part I don't completely agree now. That part of matchmaking, really, if you look at it in as in context, I mean, it was they were matchmaked because (laughs) (laughs) at the part I don't agree is the fact that you know they said. After Adam blamed um, God for bringing Eve, that that was when God now changed his mind about, you know, choosing partners for people. I don't agree with that at all. Now, to think that, see, if you look at it from, if you want to do a whole lot of Bible study and stuff, now the, the Adam and Eve or whatnot, you know, they were brought in for a purpose. God was trying to create a picture of, you know, the relationship, church, God, you know, purpose. God's, I mean, it's a whole lot. But now, yeah. who would what man did make God change his mind about things? I don't think it is. Oh, we, are, we are going to Bible study now. <laughs> <laughs> Let us just turn it down here. <laughs> yeah, if you are going to, that's another different, that's another different discussion anyway. Okay. I think we we'll bring up that topic and I will invite you guys again. We'll come and dissect mm-hmm. and you know cut everything counter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you favor thank you vivian thank you steven thank you thanks thank for your time i'm grateful thanks for being sincere wow <laughs> such a great one from our guest they've said a whole lot of things i've learned i don't know you all have learned too they've discussed a very important part of our life as singles matchmaking that is what most of us do either knowing you or knowing you link people up you hook people up and I really hope that you start doing it from a different perspective now. And then you who are being match made, you start taking conscious efforts. Thanks for joining us. Next episode promises to be more exciting, more educated. 
tune in Wednesday by 12 noon. Take care of yourself. My wonderful guest, thank you so, so much. The well of wisdom will never run dry. I love you all. Bye. Anywhere that you go to, running, running, running to you. I'll be running to you, running.